We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hour number one of the Get Right. We're Reg and KG on 105. Three of the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What's happening? Larry D. Flores. Hold it down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On station. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line is 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation with you for the next four hours here on your home with the Cowboys and Texas Rangers at Kevin Gray Sports. At Reg at a tool if you want to get at us on Twitter. Got a lot to get to on this hump night edition, RJ Choppy, no. of the Get Right. We're also live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam and on YouTube as well. 105 through the fan on YouTube where you can subscribe and watch any of our terrific content that we have there available for you on 105 through the fan. As I mentioned, Plenty to get to. No stars in action tonight, but there was some news with respect to the stars, which we'll touch on here in just a second. Kyrie Irving was talking today via IG Live what he had to say because he is clearly unbothered by what y'all have to say about him and his particular situation. We'll have that piece of audio here in just a moment. Um, But I say, what's up, Reg? What's going on, man? You doing all right? Uh, It was a weird day. It was a weird day. Weird day? Not a lot of stuff going on for me personally. Mm Mm-hmm. Way day kind of went a little funky. Got got to doing the work of this show early. Yeah, and some you know sometimes the show plans itself. Sometimes the show takes sometimes a little it bit doesn't. A little, <laughs> little bit of effort. Today was an effort day, which I, you know I'm never going to complain about. But um, most of the time, anyway, never going to complain about publicly. <laughs> and um, actually, that's not even that's not true. But no, it, it was just kind of a the show. We we're going to do our show. Yeah. Um, but getting to it, it was like, oh, this is kind of a funky day. I will say I like the situation that you got going on here. You give me real, you know, vacationy type of vibe. Oh, that's because I'm counting down to vacation. Okay, I like, think it's you very got the intentional. With the palm trees on the shirt, I that's was like, right. Yeah, I like what you're doing there. Giving me real, you know, beachy uh, type vibe here. When vacation's coming for you, real soon. Uh, next week. Yeah, I'm not even finishing out next week. <laughs> Just gone. Next Thursday, you got a UNCA show. That's right. I'm letting you know right now. On a beach. I'll be out there, brother. <laughs> well, Kyrie, the way that he was talking today, sounded like he was on a beach on his own island, his own private island. 
That's because, Larry, Kyrie decided to jump on IG Live and to let y'all know he is completely unbothered by what y'all have to say about him and his free agency situation. Take a listen. I'm a free agent this summer, but I am in no rush to make a decision. And uh, the speculation around my name from all these individuals that get on TV and have these personalities, you know, these platforms. And, and I'm talking about the TV personalities, the, the sports folk that try to mix sports with politics and lifestyle and shit like that. Like when they speak on my name and, and, and they're talking about um, potential teams that I'm going to, can y'all please, I respectfully, like I'm asking you, please stop paying attention to that. Like I am in no rush to make a decision. I know what's ahead of me for the rest of my career in terms of what um, so remember that exit interview that he didn't give at the end of the regular season? Yeah, I was going to say, how am I supposed to remember it? he didn't give one? Uh, well, that's the exit interview right there. Okay. Uh, it sounds like he decided that he felt good about his situation, good enough to jump on IG Live and let us know that he is going to make a decision when he is good and ready to do it. All right, so there's a few different things to do here. First of all, I personally, and I am okay admitting this, the only parts of that IG Live that I have heard were the ones that you have now just heard on the radio. Um, so that is the full context that I got to it. KG, you being the more intrepid reporter of the two of us, you did a little bit more listening. Is there more context to add to that to help us better understand what he's saying? Uh, well, first of all, I'll couch it like this. That's about 30 minutes I'll never be able to get back. Oh, number, wow. Number one. Don't do that. Uh, well, that's the truth. Okay. Number two... What he did have to say, among a bunch of other things, love, peace, and harmony, and everybody's a god these days. Blessings. Um, that, look, he knows exactly what his situation entails, the conversation around it, the visibility that he has garnered because of his situation. That's right, showing up at Crypto.com Arena for a couple of these games for the Los Angeles Lakers during these playoffs. Which, mind you, like... I get where we get to this place where we're like, oh, is he trying to court some level of, you know, deal or something? But it seems like there are a lot of players for whom when the season ends for them, they're like, all right, I, I just want to get away from this. There are also then another group of players that just seem to continue to watch basketball and even show up to these games because we've had guys sitting courtside or sitting in those arenas during the Easter Conference Finals as well that are not playing for either of those teams or well, clearly. But um. Right, like that don't wouldn't have like a direct relationship that you anticipate. So no, sometimes guys just go to these games. That is a possibility here. And he has always been a uh, a hooper's hooper, if you will. Not only playing the game, but as you mentioned, loves to go and watch the game around the NBA as well. But to me, this is a player who knows exactly what's going on here. He's a free agent. He's got decisions, whether it be with the Mavericks, whether it be with the Los Angeles Lakers. How many years is he going to re-up with the Mavericks or go somewhere else? For context, he is eligible for a five-year, $272 million contract. The Mavericks do have his bird rights. that can pay him more than any other team that can in the NBA. And the teams that do have cap space don't seem to be necessarily interested. So all of this to say is there are only a handful of situations that you look at Los Angeles that would make sense, but the situation for him to get there would be fairly complicated in the Lakers case he would in essence have to force his way there because of all of the contracts that the Lakers would have to renounce in order to create the necessary room to do it and that can take a while and plus the regular season or excuse me the NBA season hasn't even concluded 
as of yet. All right, we're getting deep into our parsing little words bag. Welcome to May 24th, right? Um, It felt like he says, I'm in no rush, but yep. at the same time, I know exactly what remains for my career. And I feel like those are, are those in, are those like combating philosophies or thought processes do you think because the idea that like i have no rush i'm gonna take my time on this decision or is that i'm gonna take my time on this announcement and i already know exactly where i'm going to be i tend to think it's the latter that he knows where he wants to be and that he's in no rush to let the rest of the world know what he's going to do for all the things that Kyrie is mercurial being one of them he does seem very assured of himself sure. of who he is as a person and where he is in his life to where he is not necessarily going to be rushed or bothered by what is the outside noise with respect to his decision. And I think he does know within himself what he wants to do. It's a matter of when he decides to let the rest of us know about it. And I think there is a good chance that he does come back here. But there's also the chance, this is what you get with Kyrie Irving, that we have no idea what he wants to do. Sure. Um, with all of that being said, Kyrie, I think this ask is kind of unreasonable, dog. Like, you kind of understand where There we is are. also that. Man, like, the idea of, yo, don't listen to this speculation. It's kind of it's kind of the job here, man. And it's not... Unless you're going to get out here on IG Live every single day and let us know and update or refute everything that we hear and see, whether it be in print or on television. Unless that happens, well, what else are we going to be doing? We right? work off the information that we have and also, like... I understand his point with the idea of reckless speculation. Yes. Right? Like people that are being unfair, that are, uh, you know, attributing things to him that we do not know. But the idea of if you are making fair speculation just based off of this is this is entirely speculation. These are the things that could happen. Parsing all the different um, possibilities. I think that's fair game. And I, I don't. I get why that might be frustrating for Kyrie from his position, but you got to understand this is the name of the game. And as long as people are being respectful, which I think for for a large part of folks has been like fairly respectful. It's just like this is these are the options. These are the various different um, timelines that we can go down. That's kind of unfair, dog. Like, and you you understand this. You've been in these places where you have been incredibly heavily covered in the media. And I feel like Dallas has been pretty kind to him. Like Dallas media in particular has been pretty kind to him in the way that it's been done. Yes. I'm sure that there's still like the, there's still the national media component to this, mm-hmm. but it does not. Let me ask you this in a question. Do you feel like the Kyrie coverage has been toxic in the ways that it has been previously here in Dallas? Just in this, in this instance, right? Cause he's speaking to this instance. So mm-hmm. I want to speak to that in this instance of talking about how Kyrie, you know, possibly re either re ups with Dallas or ends up somewhere else. Do you think that conversation has been toxic not nationally, locally, whatever? Uh, nationally, a little bit, yes. Okay. Here, no, because one thing that was made abundantly clear when he got here was that he was going to dictate the narrative of how this was going to go with respect to talking about his free agency status during the NBA season once he was here and the media not necessarily delving into that. And that was respected to a high degree around here, so much so that we were waiting at the end of the year when all the players are made available to be able to talk about it, and then he decided not to do that, which was left with a lot of confusion around here, if you could imagine. But here's the part I think where it is a little bit toxic is this. Mm-hmm. Um, one, the NBA playoffs are not over with. The amount of speculation and how much has been driven by certain individuals 
for the last oh maybe 15 months or so mm-hmm. about where he has been wanting to where he may want to go and how that would look getting there because let's face it the last 15 16 months what has been the overwhelming conversation about where Kyrie ultimately wants to be at playing with LeBron playing with LeBron James sure. and nothing has dissuaded any of that even with him being traded to the Dallas Mavericks because the way that I've started to think about this I'm not gonna lie to you I do ultimately think he is going to come back to Dallas but I would not be surprised if this, you know, last couple months that he was here in Dallas was just a through point to get his way to Los Angeles by the way that he comported himself here. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Kyrie was on his best behavior, model citizen, yep. didn't make any trouble, and balled out to quell whatever maybe controversy was surrounding him coming from Brooklyn. Which, if you're the Lakers, that would give you confidence. Oh, Kyrie's turning over a new leaf. I don't even know if that's specifically for the Lakers' gaze, but I, I hear what you're saying because I yeah. do agree also. My my thought is the end point is just a little different. Um, my thought has always been he's been that model citizen, and the point isn't even the trade deadline. It's a before the trade deadline. When mm-hmm. he comes back to the Brooklyn Nets, he's on his best behavior, and what is he asking for in that time? He's asking for the, the extension. He's asking for the contract. And when the Brooklyn Nets don't seem to want to give him exactly – you know, the contract that he's looking for, which is, you know, fair negotiation. Um, he says, well, if that's not, if we're not going to be able to make that, then trade me somewhere. That's how you end up with the Dallas Mavericks trade. So I think that the end goal for him, and maybe you can say the best behavior is all in point to getting the contract. And I think that, and I've said this before, I think that if that is indeed his goal, clear caveat, right? If that's indeed his goal, Dallas is probably the best place, maybe the only place where he can get the money that he probably would like while also being in a kind of a good situation. Now, does that mean he'll see out the contract here? I am not certain because I am out of the game of predicting exactly what Kyrie Irving wants and is trying to achieve, as he, apparently he wants us to not do. Um, <laughs> right. Now, if that is a waypoint to I eventually want to get to the Lakers, okay. I could see that. Like, I could see that as a possibility as one of the endpoints on this timeline. But I still think that, like, the the logical case, which is all I can operate in without knowing people's hearts and minds, is he remains in Dallas with the idea that maybe there was a hand, uh, you know, an understood agreement before, or even if there isn't, it just seems like the the all of the all of the P parties benefit from him resigning here at least in this moment. Yeah, I think for me, what this starts to come down to is. Not necessarily the money, because the money is going to be the money. It's about the years and what kind of security that will offer him, whether that be three plus one, whether it be the three years guaranteed and then a player option in the fourth year, or if he gets full four full years guaranteed, or if he gets the full five from the Dallas Mavericks, which is the only team that can offer him such security when it comes to years. The other part that only matters to me when it comes to the discussions around him is whether or not the communication is clear between he and the Mavericks front office about what the intentions are, yeah. whether for him to be to stay here or to move on, and how quickly that can be facilitated because the Mavericks have to operate with the idea that with or without Kyrie, they continue to build around Luka Doncic, which they hope to continue to keep regardless of whether or not Kyrie Irving is here. As long as that is the case... I don't care what he does until he decides to make that decision. As long as that communication is clear between Kyrie Irving and this organization, that's the biggest part here. Yeah, and really the communication point, which is a fantastic one, KG. Um, 
is really more talking about the front office, which is funny because, again, that brings us back to like the way that the media and the fans have taken um, to Kyrie and all of the discussions around him since he's been here. A lot of the ire for this situation has not been on the Kyrie end. It's been on the organizational side. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really where a lot of the urgency for folks to see or f- figure out what the resolution is, is people are looking at the team as in, you have lost assets. You have had assets trickle out of your coffers. And this could be like a, you know, a straw that breaks the camel's back in a way. If Kyrie Irving walks out after making this deal, someone on the YouTube, Fan 123 rather, says, how do you trade for a player without some kind of agreement to re-sign, right? With the idea of this, um, you know, possibility that they had a handshake agreement uh, before the trade gets done. Desperation. That's the word. It's desperation. You were in a place where you're like, oh, finally, there's an opportunity to get a star player. And you try and bring him in under the idea of, well, we we haven't been able to get one of these. Let's get him in and see if we can recruit from within. It's something that we saw with the 2019 Toronto Raptors. Yeah. 2018, 2019 Toronto Raptors. Get the star here. And maybe he enjoys what's happening here. Maybe he likes it. And then you can do something from there. Ky- uh, Kawhi did not want to stay in Toronto, but they won a championship, so it all worked out for them. I think that was the idea here, if if there was not an a- agreement in place. But what that still, again, points to is the idea that this organization has been operating from a place of desperation. And so the idea that people are hanging on every word of this or, you know, waiting to see, waiting with bated breath to see how this unfolds is because people have some real questions and concerns about the organization, not Kyrie himself. So I do think that maybe he needs to chill just a little bit on how hard he goes here. Last thing I'll say on this is the Mavericks cannot afford to have happened to them what happened just a year ago, and that is a free agent walking out the door for absolutely nothing. If Kyrie wants to go somewhere else, fine. Find a way to work out a sign and trade to get some kind of assets here to continue to build around Luka. Otherwise, you cannot allow him to walk for free because two years in a row of that, you talk about the confidence being eroded in this front office already as it is, that for Mavericks fans would send them in a completely different direction if that were to happen again. But Kyrie, unbothered today on IG, as he says, keep my name out your mouth when it comes to my free agency decision going forward. Thanks for the segment, partner. (laughs) Appreciate you, Kyrie. It's to get right with Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next on your home of the Texas Rangers, they took two out of three from the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Rangers have a potential first-time MVP candidate who's been balling, who that is, according to Major League Baseball. We'll tell you next on 105.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, yep. Larry D. Flores holding it down for you here on this Wednesday. And I appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The good guys take two or three from the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they've got a legitimate AL MVP candidate. We'll discuss that here on your Home of the Rangers here in just a moment. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula, if you want to give us a follow on Twitter. Coming up here in 16 minutes, we'll go around the national Football League gets you caught up on the latest news and notes in and around the NFL where Todd Monken's feeling pretty good about his offense in Baltimore. How good? We'll tell you here in about 16 minutes. But, Reg, the good guys today get a win on the road. They take two of three from the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's because, Larry, at the very top of the game, Marcus Simeon got the Rangers off to a terrific start, and they did not look back there the next pitch is hit high and deep down the left field line Reynolds peeling back looking up it's gone second pitch of the ball game Simeon deposits it into the left field seats to give Texas a one nothing lead Texas would tack on two more runs in the top of the first that is all that they needed today Martin Perez seven innings two earned runs three strikeouts he gets the win to move to 6-1 and one on the season. Your first place Texas Rangers now, 31-18, and 15-10 on the road after a 3-2 win over the Pittsburgh Pirates in what was Will Smith's 100th career save today for the Texas Rangers. Five out save, mind you, because once Martin Perez comes out, Jose LeClerc, it's your time to get up here and bases end up loaded. Right, like he gets, he gets one-third of an inning of work, and I hate to harp on the thing that everybody already just feels not that great about, but oh boy, like it was, it really felt bad because I, I was watching very intently what was happening in this at bat, and you've got you know Leclerc out here with your with fastball changeup, right? And the the stuff is good, like the fastball when he hits it and puts it in the place, it feels good, but it did not seem like anybody was any level of, any level of scared. When he's throwing any of these pitches, I I remember specifically he has the at bat with Brian Hayes, throws high heat right fastball probably about ninety five right at the top of the zone you know right on the on the line of the strikeout box of the K box that we get on the broadcast 
and Brian Hayes just levels out that bat, sends it right back at him, right, <laughs> right into the gap. Nice base hit, and it's just it was just very obvious that teams are not afraid of him. And I wonder how much of that is like just the command and like the confidence. Because it was tough. I don't remember if he faced only three batters, if he had, you know, if just the minimum or he had just a little bit more. But it just, it was very evident that Bochi, you know, was going to give him a little shot. But it, once, it, once it started looking shaky, he, he cannot, you know, trust him. It's only, a, especially a one-run lead. You saw Bochi start, you know, kind of making his slow trek out to get him <laughs> out of the game. And you have to go immediately to Will Smith for a five-out save. Like, it's just... It's really tough that Bochy does not have a lot of options here. And this is against the Pirates, who not a terrible team this year, but this is not like the cream of the crop. So it's it's a little frustrating, but it is good that you have, one, the offense still doing what the offense is doing, the defense, by and large, doing what they need to do, um, starting pitching, right? All of these things, we cannot simply look at the bad. We've got to appreciate the good. But there's, there's still just a little bit of uh, frustration there when I look up and I see – that outside of Will Smith and your starting pitcher, you got a third of an inning, and it was it was dicey. It has been a struggle for this bullpen, and that will continue to be the story for this team until they were able to get some additional resources to help out with this bullpen. Yeah, I mean, you just got to tough it out. But from the 6A2, LeClerc has the, uh, the face of a man who knows his stuff isn't good enough. But that's the problem is his stuff is good. So it feels like it's between the ears, and that's the thing that I feel like is the most difficult. If it's mechanical, that's something that – with tweaking, you can figure. Confidence is such a tough thing. I was actually reading a really interesting piece on CBS Sports, and unfortunately I was not able to finish it. But I started reading it about um, how MLB teams are adjusting their approach to men- mental health and just obvious, like the sti- stigmas that exist mm. in the you know in the clubhouse. It started with an anecdote about how um, for the Colorado Rockies, uh, a gentleman named Ed Chavez was in the clubhouse and kind of asking, okay, if you have an injury, who's who's dealt with a physical injury this season? And everybody, you know, raises their hands. And it's like, all right, well, who's dealt with a mental in- injury? And you could see um, the guys in the locker room, just or in the clubhouse, rather, just kind of tentatively. Some people put their hands up, some people not sure. And, like, there's just going to – there's a natural stigma around mental health issues in general. And I wonder if this will even rise to the level of, like, mental health issue at large. But I think that's also an issue – a problem with this is, like, well, my thing isn't actually, like, a mental health issue. It's just a little thing, right? And all of these things are are important because you're – and ultimately, if they affect the end product, then it's some level of problem. And I don't know what needs to happen, whether it's just – I don't know if you can send him down. I don't know if it's like give him a little time off or if it's just keep, you know, having your confidence in him and eventually he comes around. But that's such a tough problem to deal with. And I mean, I believe entirely in Bruce Bochy and Mike Maddox and their ability to figure something out. It's just like, oof, because that's that seems to be the issue, at least with Leclerc for me, is that he has the stuff that just the confidence. Yeah. I mean, the game is so much physical, but it's also mental as well. And the confidence that you have to have to know that your stuff is going to be good day in and day out. And even when your stuff isn't good, mentally working through that to be able to have the kind of toughness to be able to work through situations to be able to help your team, those are the types of things that separate the goods from the greats. And right now, this bullpen is nowhere near good or great. But Will Smith, give him credit for bailing out his teammate and helping him out and helping this team be able to get the win to continue to build their lead in the American League West. Before we get to some of the MVPs uh, that could be first-time MVPs this year, got a shout-out 
the youngster because there it is. I was waiting for it. I mean, Josh Young, he continues to be the story for this team at third base and contributed Larry again in the first inning today to help the Texas Rangers. Here's the set by Oviedo in the pitch and a line drive over Hayes as he tried to make a leaping catch down the left field line. Lowe comes in to score. Garcia digging for third, sliding into second with an RBI double is Josh Young, and the Rangers lead it 2 to nothing. And Jonah Heim is, has the other RBI in this game to make your three in the 3-2 to two final. Also, uh, this was a note from Mike Peasley on the postgame show. Um, Will Smith, your closer at this point, or de facto or otherwise, has now stranded 15 of 16 inherited runners. That's huge. Including the three that he was that he inherited today in the eighth. That's You want to talk about bailing out your teammates. So, <laughs> That's a terrific stat to illustrate how Will Smith has been able to pick up his teammates in tough situations. Um, he gets his 100th career save today. Texas now has, as of right now, a three-game lead in the American League West as they, as they are 31-18. and 18 which gets us to some potential first-time MVP candidates that we're looking yeah, at. Yeah, so um, MLB.com and Will Leitch uh, of MLB.com put out a ranking of 10 potential first-time MVP winners. And I was just like, all right, this sounds like an interesting thing. Let me look through it. And, you know, there's some really interesting names on here. The the first one that comes up, are you familiar with the Ronald Acuna Jr.? Yeah, he's pretty good. The Braves? Yeah, really good. His best finish was a fifth-place finish in 2019. And if you look at kind of the odds that have been put out, or maybe not odds, but I think like I saw a, what was I looking at? I saw like a um, an early MVP favorites list. Ronald Acuna was first uh, earlier this month. So like that's that's one that could very much happen. But ranked second of the potential first time MVP winners is the second baseman for the Texas Rangers, Marcus Simeon whose best finish was third place both in 2021 and in 2019. He's finished second or third twice, man. Like, it's kind of incredible, but he's a dude who is a shortstop playing in second base, and he has been fantastic this season. Uh, to uh, Let's see. His 2021 season, his only year in Toronto was incredible, clearly, um, but he's been the best version of himself this year, right? Remember, this even goes into last season because last season he just started so badly that First the numbers were going to, yeah. the numbers were never going to look great. But this year, um, let's see, let's see, where was I? I just lost my place. Oh yeah, career high three seven seven on base percentage. Let's well, see where that looks at right now, because I obviously that does not include today. What does his numbers look like as of right now? Well, you look at some of the numbers in his projected numbers right now. Projected to play 159 games on the year. Projected to score, what, 146 runs, 39 doubles, 26 homers on pace for 130 RBIs this year, 78 walks. Like His numbers are going to be, granted he stays healthy, are going to be spectacular. Yeah, okay, so the numbers still aren't up, up, updated, rather, on baseball reference. But, yeah, 377 on-base percentage, so his on-base plus slugging is 866. Uh, he's doing fantastic work, and then, obviously, you could talk about the fact that the defense has been incredible all the way around for the Rangers. Um, he's been very good. Now, I don't think uh, you look at the AL, and when you start talking about MVP candidates, the names that come up are going to make it tough for him. But if he continues playing the way that he does, the way that he has, 
and he has the platform of the Rangers being good, because that's always an issue, right? If you are good on a team that is middling, it makes it a little tougher unless you are like Shohei Otani, who, hey, that's going to be a, a barrier for Marcus Simeon to win the <laughs> AL MVP. But with the way that the Rangers are playing, if they can keep this level of pace and then maybe even make some, you know, some trades at the trade deadline, you can have an opportunity to show off what he's been doing as a leadoff hitter this year and maybe possibly have uh, a chance at the AL MVP. And I, what I love about Simeon is, is that he is the same guy every single day. Never too high, never too low. What we've heard is a consummate leader for this team. You know who also loves that? The manager, Bruce yeah. Bochy. Like he's, he's been amazed by the workman nature, the lead-by-example type of guy that Marcus Simeon is. <laughs> it's funny because Jonah Heim was on with the G-Bag Nation the other day, and they asked him a question about who would you most trust to watch your kids for you? And Jonah Himes said, without hesitation, yeah, Marcus Simeon could watch my kids all day. <laughs> like, that's the kind of regard that his teammates have for him in that locker room and in that clubhouse, I should say. And Simeon has been a model of consistency pretty much since the first couple of months of last year when he struggled, but then has really turned it on and has continued through uh, the course of this year so far as well. How much confidence do you have in these Rangers? Because I was looking at the latest of the Athletics MLB Power Rankings, um, which have the Tampa Bay Rays one and your Texas Rangers second in the Power Rankings. Let Jacob DeGrom get back here, you know, in early June and let him stay relatively healthy for the rest of the year. You continue to get what you're getting from Nathan Evaldi. This lineup clearly is going to continue to score runs. Even even when battered. Yeah. This, I'm getting... Pretty much, cl- I'm close on that, you know, whole legit. Remember, I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I asked. Yeah. This is the whole reason. Like, I, like, it's just been a kg barometer. When, when are you ready to buy in? Get me to mid June. Okay. And this team has a couple th- more weeks. Is yeah. to prove it. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Because here's the thing that keeps me from getting all the way there is what we mentioned at the top of the segment. It's the bullpen. Oh boy. Like giving away games, you cannot do that when you have seen the Astros walk you down a little bit to close that gap within the AL West. The bullpen still gives me a little bit of you know anxiety, but if they are able to get that corrected, this offense is phenomenal. They've got consistency in this rotation right now, and Jacob DeGrom's health is the big wild card here. They become legit if all of that becomes stabilized going forward. So, yeah. And Zach, Zach Buchanan of The Athletic in his little write-up on, on the uh, power rankings, he mm-hmm. says something that I think is really indicative of what's happening is – Perhaps this explains a lot about the Rangers. Aside from a few a few key injuries, almost everything is going well and very little is going poorly. Of course, I could tell. I'd be like, "Hey, Zach, hey, have you looked at the bullpen?" But um, <laughs> there, it really has been like all the guys that have stepped up have, and pretty much everybody else like have has been above average in production. And maybe you could say with the marathon that is an MLB season. Right. You can't expect everybody to go above average, everything to be, you know, all positive and eventually maybe you hit some level of downturn. But you've gotten you've gotten a decent sample. You were talking earlier mentioning that we are forty nine games into the course of this season. Yeah. Like we've gotten a nice a nice grip of these games here, somewhere between a fourth and a third of the season already. It doesn't feel at least like that to me. Uh, at least in my head. But yeah, you've gotten a nice sample and they've played great baseball all the way through that. So Maybe just maybe this is more of like the reality than just they have started off really, really hot. It's going to be a fun team to watch as the rest of the summer goes on. The Texas Rangers get a 3-2 win over the Pittsburgh Pirates. They take 2-3 of three on the road as your first place Texas Rangers continue to play stellar baseball 
they are on the remain on the road when they take on the Baltimore Orioles. They have the day off tomorrow. Then they get back on the diamond on Friday for a three-game series against Baltimore and then three more starting on Monday against the Detroit Tigers before coming home to take on the Seattle Mariners, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals uh, through June 7th. It's the Get Right or Reggie right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we go around the National Football League where Todd Mockin and the Baltimore Ravens offense feel good about this. Next on the Get Right. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. About to go around the NFL here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, yep. Larry D. Flores on the down for here. Really appreciate you joining us here on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. Before we move along, we were just talking about um, some of the players from MLB.com that could possibly be first time MVPs this year. Marcus Simeon getting a shout there. Uh, I forgot to mention, he leads the MLB, not the AL, he leads Major League Baseball in war. Baseball reference war. He wow. leads. So, like, there, there's reasons. There's absolutely good reason to look at Marcus Simeon and the things that he's been doing and be impressed. But beyond that, to be really interested in the idea of maybe him uh, acquiring awards this season. Yeah, wins above replacement is a really good indicator of a value of a player relative to his team and, his, and their success. And if you're talking about leading all of Major League Baseball in war, yeah, you're, you're a legitimate MVP candidate. Uh, and Marcus Simeon has been just that for your Texas Rangers. Again, they are off tomorrow as they continue the road trip to Baltimore to take on, uh, as the 469 mentions, uh, Adelie Rutschman <laughs> for the Baltimore Orioles, who is playing at an MVP-like level as well for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Larry, let's go around the National Football League right here on your home of the Cowboys. And we start with Baltimore. Todd Monken apparently feeling pretty good these days about his offense and Lamar Jackson. Is that right? I think you're reading that wrong. Actually, Lamar Jackson is one who's feeling great. Um, oh, apparently okay. he said about Todd Monken's new system, quote, coach is basically giving us the keys to the offense. Like I said, I'm loving it. Oh, my. All right. He went on further to say new offense had to get that down pat before the season rolls in as obviously he's showed up to OTAs now. Um, but he also said, he went further to say, because the season is getting near, even though we've got a couple months left, but still just wanted to learn the new offense and get with my guys. Just being able to throw 
down the field, he said of the changes. Uh, running can only take you so far. I feel like with this new era of teams and offenses in the league, I feel like we need that. And Coach Todd Monken, from what I'm seeing so far on this offense, it's tremendous. Okay, so the question that I have is, what does that look like fully formed? Well, that's 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 the question for me is if you're talking about giving him the keys of the offense, well, what does that look like? I Well, <laughs> I mean, some of it I always point back to the idea that you remember the last NFL offensive coordinator job Tom Munkin held? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jameis Winston chucking that thing up there, dog. Oh, wow. Right? Like, I do think that that is, that is something that he likes to do. And then you can also look at the Georgia offense that he was cultivating um, in that beat him down. I guess mm-hmm. we, don't need to, we don't need to talk about that part of it. Oh, okay. uh, in the national championship game, like, he, he, he will utilize running the football, but he likes throwing the football. And Lamar Jackson has run offenses where he can throw the football. Get, a, get an opportunity to utilize wide receivers. And what I think is... Lamar Jackson is capable of getting space and, you know, running in space. The idea of, you know, getting all these big bodies in the middle, um, I think can sometimes be counterproductive. So the idea that you have, you know, 11 personnel and have your wide receivers out and you have guys that are going down the field and stretching defenses means that teams can't load up the box. And that gives you an opportunity of having whoever your running backs are, because I don't even remember what what class of guy. Is Gus Edwards still there? Yeah, J.K. Dobbins. Justin Still. Oh, J.K. Dobbins is there. That's right. right. Having them and Lamar Jackson have some free space where teams cannot load up on them, and then you run some veers or things like that, and just put dudes on. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that pairing those things can work. But obviously, I mean, in this modern NFL, you need to be able to throw the football some, and having an offense that helps do that, I think. And there's been smart um, people when it comes to like the technical aspects of this, right? Like the X's and O's of this that have looked at the offense prior and been like. These concepts don't make a lot of sense if you're trying to throw the football a ton. So making it easier in that way or making it make more sense in that way to be able to take advantage of throwing the ball down the field. Baltimore's weapons are fun, by the way. I mean, you look at what they have now with the addition of Odell Beckham Jr. Should, should he be back to what he was prior to the injury? I mean, you're hoping so. you got mm-hmm. a good offensive line there, you know, anchored by Ronnie Stanley. you got Bateman, Beckham. You drafted Zay Flowers. You got some weapons there, including one of the best tight ends in all of football, and Mark Andrews, and another up and coming one, and Isaiah, Isaiah Likely. likely yeah. um, so they've they've got some. Notice what I didn't mention because he can't catch nothing but a cold. Who Isaiah Likely? No, Nelson Aguilar. Oh, come on now. We like Isaiah Likely, right? He's a good good player. Nelson Aguilar, not so much. Okay, um, but they're gonna have. It's going to be some intriguing offense in in Baltimore. I, I would like uh-huh. to see it. That's my thing. I would. I, I think I'm just ready to see it. And I know there's a lot of people that would like to see it as well or like to not see it if it doesn't happen so that they can get some I told you so's out there. As we continue around the NFL, we stick in the AFC, the New York football Jets working out Matt Ariza, uh, the controversial punter. He apparently got a workout with the Jets. I hadn't missed this particular note. Yeah, apparently he worked out today, according to Adam Schefter. Okay, so it just happened today. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know that there's anything been that's been done on that level as far as like getting him um, signed up or anything, but now that those legal situations have been cleared up and he like no criminal charges will be pressed against him, um, there's nothing stopping him from working. And remember, really good at punting. Right, like I, we can say whatever we want about him, um, like being in the situation or the situation happening. Right, um, the situation being like the you know the incident at a house party where he was accused 
of rape and he is like the district attorney of San Diego has been very, you know, very vocal in trying to say that he was like not even around when these accusations or at, at the time where the accusations um, were supposedly happening. So like some level of clearing of his name in that way. And then you go back to the idea that this dude was pretty much one of the main reasons that San Diego State was any level of good a couple seasons ago because they couldn't do offense and they subsisted off of field position and defense. And the field position was his part. Like he, very good punter, like kind of kind of game-changing punter as much as you can change a game from the punter position. And so if you look at a Jets team that's like, yo, it's all got to come together, I kind of understand why they're like, let's give this let's give this a look. Let's see if we can make this happen because that could change some things. Can you imagine getting good field position all the time with Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and uh, Brees Hall and all these other names and with the defense that they have? Yeah. And look, to the point of the 469, you know, why is he controversial? What did he do wrong? You know, here's the thing. Obviously, they have worked to clear his name and have done so in the legal system. There are, I'm sure, plenty of teams around the NFL that are not going to touch any of this when it comes to Matt Ariza in his situation, no matter how much clearance there is. And you would be naive to not think that an NFL team would look at his situation and be like, actually, no, we're good on that. We don't even want to invite any of that conversation. So to that point, it is controversial when it comes to Matt Ariza having an opportunity to work out because there are a lot of teams that would look at it and say, we're not inviting any of that. The Jets feel good enough to bring him in for a workout. Whether or not he remains there and gets signed is up to them. But to act like this isn't a controversial situation would be naive in my mind. KG, is this controversial? Our friend uh, Clarence Hill Jr. got this quote, uh, or got this news. Apparently, Adrian Peterson said that, quote, I haven't officially hung it up mentally. We'll see what happens. My mindset is, if God's willing, maybe an opportunity presents itself, and maybe it happens this season, I'll go from there. Uh, But nothing happens, but if nothing happens this season, for sure, I'll be hanging it up. (laughs) How you feel about that one? So he's just letting everybody know he's just hanging out here? Like, hey man, I can still I can still hey, talk this here. Hey, I'm just just letting just letting y'all know, you know, I'm out here just waiting for an opportunity. Yes or no, Adrian Peterson, who turned 38 in March, can still do it. Do what? Tote the rock in the NFL. Oh, like seriously? I'm asking you the question. Yes or no? Uh, no. Okay. No. We're really asking that question in 2023. Look. <laughs> If you were asking, with all with all due respect, <laughs> I thought it was funny too. Okay, um, but the this is the thing: if it was anybody but Adrian Peterson, I would just laugh. When it's Adrian Peterson, I'm like, "What is he? Like, can he? Don't do that." Do you remember <laughs> how seemingly ageless and timeless and un- indestructible Adrian Peterson was for so damn long? You remember how long ago that was? Yes. Okay, then. I remember exactly how long ago it was. All right, then. Okay. Come on, man. We're not kicking the tires on any of that. Oh, you think I, I wasn't saying the Cowboys go get that? Although, no. Now that you're relax, it, relax, relax. You might need someone to get the the short yards. If that is the case, then you might as well bring Ezekiel Elliott back here. <laughs> what are we doing? If I, I think I tweeted that the other day, I said, "Look, if we're going down the Adrian Peterson road, hey Zeke, hey number fifteen, wait for you. Come on, get this number. He number putting 15. out videos, ain't he?" <laughs> he is with that workout Zeke videos. letting you know that he's putting he, he, he can tote that rock when people are yelling hey, at him. workout propaganda strong in these streets these days for Ezekiel Elliott 
Uh, shout out to him as he's trying to find work in the National Football League. All day. Uh, no, man, y'all relax on the Adrian Peterson thing, man. Although, if if anybody could get out here and maybe try and tote the rock, I, I wouldn't pass, put it past Adrian Peterson to try, but uh, not for this team in this year. What do you do in the locker room at 38 years old, man? Well, I guess you have some, you have like some offensive linemen and maybe some long snappers here and there, kickers. Does Adrian Peterson look like the type that we out there just randomly just kick it with the, you know, the uh, random special teams gunner? That's the thing is like, who do you kick it with at that point? No one, because you're not on the NFL team. Oh, okay. Thanks. That's your trip around the NFL here. Shout out to Adrian Peterson, 2012 NFL MVP, one of the greatest running back years we've ever there seen. There you go. Sprinkle all that nice stuff on the backside, not even talk crazy about him. What you mean? That's with all due respect. There it is. Mr. Peterson. He's sprinkling it on, yeah. Uh, just, just not in the year of our Lord, 2023. <laughs> no. Uh, coming up next year on the Get Right, the Western Conference Final is in the books. The Denver Nuggets, in spectacular fashion, eliminate LeBron. Hey, man, what was y'all doing at the American Airlines Center throwing stuff on the ice? We got to talk about that next on the Get Right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 